sitting down with David Popovich, world record holder in the 100 freestyle, fastest man in the textile 200 freestyle. Uh, David, you're in Lima getting ready for the World Junior Champs. Just first off, how's Lima treating you so far? Yeah, Lima's been treating me well. Uh, it's a little bit different from what we imagined. But again, what we imagined was uh, simply out of imagination. But uh, it's very different from Europe, from what we have at home. But we're adapting. Uh, the time zone is good. I mean, we, we have been here for a while. And so we're all used to it now. But uh, the important thing is that they're treating us very nicely and the people are friendly. And uh, yeah, just like any other country, you got to meet the people. Yeah, that that's really great to hear. It's, I mean, it's exciting to see you at, at another big meet. This is your fourth big championship meet of the summer. Uh, why, why world junior championships? Why was it important to you to not only um, scratch the 400 free final at European championships, but come to this meet in Lima uh, to compete at what is, I think will be your last world junior championships. Yeah. And actually, if I remember correctly, my last junior meet ever, basically. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's important because my coach always, um, always thought of competitions uh, in the way of uh, it, you can never get too, too much experience. I mean, you can get tired from too much racing, but you can't get too tired from, um, uh, from I don't know, the meat and uh, racing ex experience. I mean, if, if you're careful enough not to go through way too many events, then you can undergo more meets. And this is also basically an experiment to see how I, uh, how well do I manage for big competitions, uh, even though this is a junior one and my competition isn't as high as it was on Worlds or Europeans. It's still a competition. It's still uh, at world level, even if some countries are missing, including the U.S., but uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, in terms of how I'm feeling, I'm pretty relaxed. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for it to start because I want to be in my natural element to, to race. Yeah, you're only competing in the 100 and 200 freestyle here. I'm curious as to what, what if you have any goals for those events coming into this meet, obviously coming off of uh, the European Championships where you win best times in both those. Well, really, I, I don't have any... Uh, I don't have any expectations. To be honest, I didn't really have that many expectations for Rome as well. We just went into the meet going like saying, okay, let's go with the flow. Let's see where it, uh, how it treat is, uh, treats us and it treat, treated us well. And that's sort of the same philosophy for this one. Yesterday uh, in, uh, in training, uh, even though my back was hurting a little and I wasn't feeling myself too good, not the case right now, because uh, I recovered, uh, I had a, a very good training and some very, very good best times in training. And I went to my coach and I said, I can't break the world record again. I, 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 it's too tiring getting through all of, all of the process. I mean, it, it's, not, uh, it's not an objective we have or a goal we have for, for this meet to uh, shock the world of swimming again. But if it happens, it will happen. That's, that's the philosophy went uh, with in Rome. And yeah, it works for us. I mean, just uh, always being ready for the unexpected, even though not planned.
So how do you deal with those unexpected highs? I guess, like you said, you're, you're in deep in this summer. This is your fourth championship meet and you're still practicing hard. And not only that, but going best times and practices. What does that mean for you? Is that 50s race pace? Was that a hundred off the blocks? What, what, what are, what best times were you going? It was, uh, I mean, again, like uh, I said before in previous interviews, I wouldn't really mind telling my times, but I think my coach would kill me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was uh, a decomposed 100 race pace. So again, the 100. Um, uh, I guess it was because I, I was feeling, I was rested. Uh, we didn't have that many trainings, that many hard ones here. And we have just sort of been building up and getting a little bit of taper in. And in terms of how I've been dealing with the highs, I don't know. It's it's really, I have to accept that it's a new life. It's uh, It comes with it. I mean, if you want to be good in something, you have to also accept the fact that some other factors are going to come into play. Recognition, uh, a little bit of fame, like people recognizing you on the street and uh, pictures, stuff. I mean, yeah, I have to adapt and accept the fact that... Uh, I wanted this. I wanted to be good. I still want to be good. I want to be the best ever. So I have to uh, take all of it into account. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to the, the world championships when you did, <laughs> when you did really blow up um, and breaking that world record, can you take me through that race and what went so well for you? I mean, you had gone forty six nine the previous night what made the difference for you? Was that more of a mental thing? Did you change something physically or about your race strategy from to get from 46.9 to 46.8? Really, the only difference uh, I, I made was I, I tried learning from the experience I had at World Champs in, uh, in the sense of in the semifinal, I went the best time. And then in the final, I saw Something happened and it didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Um, and really, the only thing I did different was relax and uh, simply have this uh, this thought in mind that uh, uh, if it happens, it will happen. I will gladly accept uh, the fact that I just broke a world record. I mean, I'm talking about it very lightly, but the truth is, I'm honored by it, and it's it's been a dream of dream of mine ever since I was little to become the best ever in an event at least an event at least um and so what i did different was uh, relax and um try and think of it as something already i mean like like i said before the work was done everything was done the the discipline all that had to be had to be in all that i ever had to do has uh, sort of uh, channeled me for this moment this exact moment in time and so I was very confident in myself. Uh, and yeah, it was really just a, a good state of zen and relaxed. That, that That's what I think helped me a lot. That's interesting that you're talking. You mentioned the work that you've put in, the discipline that you've displayed throughout your training to get to that moment. Um, there are, you know, we, we've seen some people say uh, that, you're 17, you must be so talented. <clears throat> I don't think they realize the kind of work or the kind of discipline that you've put in. Do you feel like you've given up a lot to get to this point? Or do you feel like 
you've you have had to make those sacrifices aside from just the mentality you approach your training with i i do believe that talent fades away but uh fortunately that's not the case with me my talent uh or only only the talent has faded away when i was so quick little story when i was uh, uh nine ten eleven i was a very good backstroker uh, i was breaking national record after national record and uh i was doing absolutely nothing in training i was really just going to play to go make some dives and then pretend i have a tummy ache and go home that when i was very young and, and but then in uh in a meet i would demolish everyone and yeah it, that was talent that was the talent that at one point when i think was 12 or 13 faded away and it didn't work that way anymore i had to actually put in work in training and stop pretending i my shoulder hurts or my knee hurt just to get out of training and stop training um and so i would say uh, the i wouldn't say really i had i had to give up a lot because this is really all i want so i wouldn't think of it as giving up but as um supplementing i don't know i don't know the world in english but um it's not giving up it's uh working towards something so what people may think of it as giving up what i had to give up free time uh, a lot of uh social activity and stuff uh i never really even needed it what does motivate you when you go to training every day or when you work hard when you go to meets is is it the the idea of breaking a world record is it the idea of going best times what 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 you know what keeps you disciplined and what keeps you happy to make those supplements it's also the the little things such as uh thinking about breaking a world record and becoming the best or the fastest to ever do it uh it's also again a little thing such as uh wanting to become world champion the best in the world undisputed uh and these are sort of occasional motivators for me this is what i think of uh when i just get bored in training and i want to swim a little faster than i could but what really keeps me motivated at all times even in the night or in the mornings where i don't want to get up or when the water's cold or when i have to travel half of the world or to to swim somewhere and uh, represent my country is um it's simply it's just an obsession of mine this is just an obsession being the best being the fastest and it's something i've always had in me and fortunately enough i'm I have all the resources to to try and make this obsession of mine happen. And um I don't know where I uh where I heard this uh this, this saying but it's been stuck in my mind ever since I heard it. It's sort of uh find an obsession and follow it follow it mercilessly. That's what I do. I follow it mercilessly and I I'm willing to do the sacrifices, willing to do the hard work. And not only hard work, smart work, then again the people i trust come into play the people that i put my complete trust in who whom i can uh know for sure are going to uh compose the best trainings possible on dry land and in the water and are going to interconnect them in the best way possible 
So when you were vying for that first world title in the 100 freestyle uh, in Budapest, what, did, it, did it throw you mentally at all when Caleb pulled out? Um, him being the two-time defending world champion? And do you feel like it opened up a spot for you to get that? Do you feel like it threw you off your game at all? I, I like to believe it didn't really influence, uh, influ, influence me at all. Um, I really was only surprised. Uh, and after the surprise has uh, faded away, I was a little worried because no one really knew what happened to him. And uh, I don't think it threw me off at all. I, think, uh, I don't think it motivated me at all. Uh, it was just uh, a weird thing to happen, something no one really expected. And uh, really all I was thinking uh, when I heard it was, okay, I hope he's okay. I know him himself and his team must have made the, the best choice because, again, who is Caleb Dressel? He really is someone. And so you don't really, a lot of people uh, were saying to me, you know, he pulled out because he fears you. He pulled out because he fears you. You're too young and so fast. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way Caleb Dressel would uh, get that scared. And I, I knew it. Uh, I knew something must have happened, whatever was it medical or not. Uh, and I knew it was the best choice for him because he has a lot of people whom he can trust and make decisions with. So yeah, it, uh, it surprised me, but other than that, uh, nothing really happened. Are you looking forward to a potential showdown with him in the hundred free moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I want to, I want to have as many contenders as possible. I want people to break my world record. I want me, me to break that world record again. And then I want to race with them. Um, yeah, you know, in, in Rome in 2009, they would break the world record in the heats, then in the semifinals, then in the final. And it just so happened that uh, Cesar Cielo 4691 stood the test of time. Do you think it will t take another 13 years for that record to go down? Or do you see a lot of guys breaking that world record in the next year, two years? Mm, um, I said that I hope other guys will break them, but uh, uh, I can't vouch for anyone. Uh, instead, I can vouch or I can uh, try and vouch for me uh, about breaking, basically improving my time, getting a personal best, because that's what it is. Uh, I don't think of it in terms of a world record. I... I guess what I what I was thinking before the 100 final in Rome was um, I wasn't thinking in terms of uh, this record has been unbeaten for 13 years. It's going to take someone really special to do it. I wasn't thinking of it that way. Uh, I was just, OK, I got to I want to have a best time. And so that best time just so happened to be something I knew I had in me. I just had to display it. and also happened to be a world record but uh whenever that may be whenever i'm gonna improve my time and basically break the world record again i'm not gonna think of it in in the sense of a world record the fastest man in history no i know we know i have potential that we as in my team uh we know we have potential and uh, room to improve so yeah bring it on so moving forward, 
um, I guess just after this summer with your training, do you think you're going to, do you think this summer will affect your training moving forward in terms of your focus of events? Do you think your primary events will still be 100 and 200 freestyle? Do you think you might branch out and swim the, you know, try to train for the 400 free or go back to some backstroke and swim the 100 and 200 backstroke? It's, it's very exciting. I believe that uh, I have room to go left and right, front and back. I, I can, I can experiment. Uh, who knows with I am with butterfly 400 different distances, different strokes. Um, that's ultimately for my coach to decide, but um, I'm sure at one point we will, we will try something new, just like uh, Chalmers tried this summer, the fly and, he went very good. I mean, he is fast in the fly as well. He's a great uh, freestyler. He has to be a great butterflyer as well. Uh, and so, yeah, we're we're gonna experiment and we're gonna we're gonna see. I mean, once again, my coach will decide that. But uh, we're gonna keep uh, training for everything. I I don't just train freestyle. Is there? What's your breaststroke like? Could, could, could you put up a decent IM? <laughs> Uh, a decent I am, yes. A decent breaststroke in itself, absolutely not. I hate <laughs> breaststroke. Um, in Romania, I would say I'm pretty fast, but uh, like probably top five, four, I don't know. But if um, if we were to put my breaststroke skills to an international level, no, it just wouldn't make sense because I, first of all, I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. uh, second of all and this is actually the most important i don't like it <laughs> i just don't like it even if i even if uh, one of the ideas was to train and try and be good at it i'd still hate it fair enough <laughs> can't argue with that um so before we were we hopped on you know you were you're, you're, you've become a master at doing these interviews in hotel rooms you were worried about the lighting um, I'm curious, just, I, I know that you have an interest in cinema and I'm kind of curious about how that developed for you. Uh, um, I didn't really have any much time, uh, in the last period to watch any movies. Um, but, uh, I'm gonna try and get back into that because yeah, you can learn a lot from movies. I mean, from some movies um depends on the genre and uh i don't know themes but uh i would say i'm a heavy watcher and i i really enjoy watching and i don't know being a little bit inspired and taking a little bit of taking a bit of, taking a little piece of information that the directors and actors had to wanted to uh show try and implement it in my life and make it a little bit better would that ever be an interest for you, either during swimming or after swimming? Do you think that's something you would want to get involved in? The acting part? Sure. Yeah. Or the or behind the scenes, either or. I did, uh, how's it called? Um, theater. Theater? Yeah, I did a little bit of theater when I was a little bit younger, but uh, no, I, I don't really like acting. I'm, I'm just a watcher. I like watching and observing and taking notes, mental notes. Do, does that something, is that something that comes into play at swim meets? Do you, do you 
do you watch your competitors or do you just watch people? I could sit at a swim meet all day and just watch people operate and see how they move and see how they warm up, see how they get ready for their races. Is that something you do at all? Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'm a little stalker. Yeah. I'm, I stalk people, <laughs> uh, even swimmers and stuff sometimes. And, uh, yeah, I just like watching their technique, watching their, uh, routines after and before practice and uh trying to make a, a mental note about them in terms of just some impressions about them and then implementing that impressions uh in racing against them and making those mental notes help me yeah yeah well david i want to be respectful of your time but i i always appreciate talking to you thank you for taking the time uh in lima um, good luck for the for the world junior champs. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? Parting thoughts? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Any anything to say before we cut it? Uh, well, not really. Just uh, to those watching, and uh, I mean, I suggest you also watch the world juniors. Not only for me, but also for me. Um, watch all of my uh, colleagues from Romania. Watch really anyone swimming because uh it will put on a show together just enjoy the show that's it